0: Welcome to Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And now for your weekly recap, a timely review of this week's top headlines and takeaways. Here's your host.
1: Welcome to Inside Towers Week in Review. I'm Leslie Stimson, Inside Towers Washington bureau chief. With me are John Salentano, our business editor, Sharp Smith, our technology editor, and Jim Fryer, our managing editor. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. The 2023 volume is on newsstands now. An annual subscription... Includes an exclusive briefing and online support for more information or to subscribe, visit com slash intelligence. Mr. Smith, you went to the South wireless summit this week. You want to tell us about it?
2: Yes, I did, Leslie. And, uh, I've covered the, uh, uh South wireless summit, uh, I think since its inception and, uh, it, uh, uh, it began, I'd say, primarily as a social event uh, uh, with with some conference programming, and uh, uh, it always had a, uh, a a tower panel that uh, was much anticipated. But uh, um, I'd say it was mostly. Uh, I think a lot of people went for the skeet shooting, and the uh, and, uh, and this time they uh, uh, the new thing is Top Golf. So uh, they still have the uh, the social aspect, but uh, uh, the great thing about the conference is that the uh, the panel the uh, conference uh, you know the programming uh, aspect has really grown, and uh, and uh, the quality of it has uh, really uh, uh, really exceeded uh, expectations. The uh, the tower panel featured uh, tollman infrastructure. Everest infrastructure partners uh, vertical bridge and uh, was uh, was moderated by Pat troxeltant of uh, 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 CEO of uh, Vogue towers and uh, it uh, they took uh, they took more of a uh, uh, more of a service and construction look at uh, at the tower industry and uh, there was a there was a lot of uh, I'd say there, there was some discussion about uh, fears about the economy and uh, um, uh, inflation and uh, and obviously uh, the CapEx pullback. But uh, uh, the interesting thing about the panel members was uh, um, the uh, Joe uh, Sesson with Ontivity. Uh, uh, with uh, said, you know, they've they've got some uh, uh, some some fears, but you know, they're coming off of a year that they grew thirty uh, percent organically. Uh, so uh, so he was pretty upbeat, um, and uh, uh, Everest Infrastructure Partners with uh, who was represented by uh, Mike Mackey. Uh, uh, they've uh, they've seen uh, amendment activities, uh, over the last two years and, uh, a top line growth of, uh, of nine percent. Um, so the, uh, the panel members are, we're doing pretty well. Uh, and when they talked to Bob page about, uh, increasing, uh, prices and everything like that, um, he basically said, if you're, uh, the companies that are, that are big enough size, they've, uh, They've got their their they've got their their uh, their funding in place, so the increases in prices are really not going to uh, impact them to that greater degree. You said that these smaller companies that that don't have uh, don't don't already have long term, they're the ones that are mostly going to be affected by by the inflation, but. I would say on the whole uh, that that panel was, uh, uh, was pretty, pretty upbeat. Uh, and uh, uh, Bob also talked about uh, uh, the fact that the, uh, there's going to be a lot of changes in release 18, release 19 of uh, 3G uh, PP. And uh, he said that's really where uh, 5G is going to come alive with uh things like artificial intelligence uh blockchain uh increased mimo uh usage uh so uh he said the uh as far as the as far as the the growth pattern for uh for the uh wireless infrastructure that's really where where the carriers are going to start being able to monetize their networks and uh Everybody, everybody agrees that that's that's something the tower companies keep a really close eye on. is the health of the uh, of the the carriers, and they've got to monetize these networks. There's there's no way around it. Um, So that was uh, that was really uh, uh, I'd say an upbeat panel uh, concerning uh, uh, the 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 industry at large. Um, There were there were another panel that, or it wasn't really a panel, they had uh, several keynotes. They had um, uh, Todd Schleckoway with Nate, and Nate's doing amazing things. They had Sun Nguyen uh, with uh, Crown Castle, and uh, he gave sort of a, an overview historically of uh, how each uh, uh, generation of wireless uh, goes through a uh, investment and uh and then adoption pattern and uh, so I think his his message was he went through all the capex of uh, of each one of them. I think the main thing with uh, with 5g is that there's a lot more gonna go gonna, gonna go on with 5g uh, with than than uh, than any uh, other generations concerning technology and uh, he said it's really going to be uh a much longer cycle than than the other generations which i think is good news for the the wireless infrastructure industry because we'll be spending uh they'll be spending money over a long period of time and uh maybe uh maybe it will level out for a while but it will be uh it'll be a longer uh cycle of uh of a build out concerning uh, infrastructure so um, those are just a few of the sessions, but uh, they were spot on and uh, well attended. And uh, so, so yeah, South Wireless Summit continues to, to, uh, to grow in importance. And uh, uh, so it was a great conference.
1: All right. Well, All right. thanks, Sharp. And John, you were going to, and John, you had something to say?
0: uh yes leslie i, I want to echo some of uh and reinforce some of the points that sharp made uh, regarding the outlook for uh spending in in the wireless business <clears throat> we with the release of our, our latest issue of intelligence as you um highlighted at the um at the top <clears throat> uh one of the um one of the topics we cover on a regular annual basis is capital expenditures and this usually follows the um fourth quarter earnings reports where the um all the carriers <clears throat> and tower companies and uh, the companies that we follow give their outlook for um, capital spending for the coming year and beyond. And so we try to capture that and analyze it and uh, present it as a as a comprehensive uh, analysis on uh, what's going on and what um, our readers and and players in the infrastructure business should expect. so, uh, basically, we what we show is that you know the last two years have been really phenomenal in in the business, and mobile network operator capex really peaked in 2022. We estimate at a, a, a level of about over 48 billion dollars, and that was up substantially um, from the prior years. <clears throat> A lot of it driven by, as we know, uh, uh, C-band um, deployments, which was really incremental to the regular spending levels that these car- carriers put in. And, uh, and also T-Mobile was busy um, integrating the Sprint network and uh, its expenditures were inflated for a period of time. Um, so the forecast for the coming year is that spending is down, but we didn't you know that's not entirely unexpected we forecasted that a year ago and knowing that uh much of the um the incremental activity that was adding to the regular spend was going to wind down um uh in 2023 and 2024 um so it was not a surprise everybody should not be shocked <laughs> that uh that we're you know the industry is in, is in a um is in a a downturn. Rather, we're in a bit of a, you know, all all of these technologies, as Sharp alluded to, all of these technologies go through cycles. And um, and with 5G, we expect that uh, the cycle will continue for quite a while. In fact, in their fourth quarter earnings calls, the tower companies shared that, you know, they have these uh, master lease agreements with all the big carriers. And they shared that, only about 50% of, the, of their towers have 5G cell sites installed on them. This means that for the next several years, we're gonna, con- you know, the carriers are gonna continue to make investments in cell site infrastructure and, uh, you know, to reach their nationwide capacity and coverage goals. Um, it's just, uh, we're seeing a, a drop in the overall spending because of, um, um, you know, the add-ons that uh, both the um, C-band contributed and the T-Mobile activity contributed. Uh, what we haven't counted in here yet is um, what the contribution from government funding is going to provide by way of um, upside to the spending levels. But, um, um, you know, we also have not included uh, in the numbers uh, what the carriers have spent for Spectrum uh, and mobile devices that they, they have on their network. And, um, uh, you know, there's uh, also a big increment that at t has in what we call vendor financing that um, they're really the only one to, to do it of any any uh, extent uh, to the tune of about $5 billion in 2022. Um, so, you know, uh, we were at 48 billion last year. We see it coming in around 38 billion this year and then leveling out uh, in the mid thirties for the next several years before um, I think it swings back up uh, uh, in the latter part of this decade um, both with uh, as as sharp mentioned the new releases of uh, 5G standards and densification of the networks in with a lot of small cell deployments so uh, we continue to watch capex it's an important metric uh, uh, for the vendors uh, for the contractors and uh basically it's all of how all of us get paid one way or the other so um, it, it is a a um, Uh, a metric that we follow to gauge the health of the industry. Uh, It does have its ups and downs. You know, the sky is not falling just because the spending level has dropped. There's still lots of work going on and uh, we'll continue to monitor it.
1: Thanks, John. That was very informative. Uh, So the FCC is going to vote on another national security item at its April 20th meeting. FCC Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel has proposed new rules under which the Commission would periodically reassess and consider renewing existing authorizations for foreign-owned companies to provide telecom services here. The agency is saying the reviews would ensure that changing national security considerations are reflected in existing authorizations under Section 214 of the Communications Act. if, if adopted, the concept is to stay ahead of the new rules, they would require foreign-owned license holders to undergo a periodic review and renewal. Uh, the agency is calling that a close consultation uh, with its national security colleagues in the executive branch would be part of this process. You know, the uh, in the last few years, the commission uh, has revoked the operating authorities of four Chinese state-owned carriers based on recommendations from national security agencies. It says by doing this, it has established a clear process for taking away a foreign carrier's right to operate in the U.S. when there are national security concerns that cannot be alleviated. And the other thing I was working on uh more fiber production in North Carolina for broadband deployment the uh the you know the bipartisan infrastructure law requires the use of made in america materials and products for federally funded infrastructure product uh, projects including broadband deployment two manufacturers near hickory north carolina are making new investments and partnerships comscope and corning are investing a combined Almost $550 million, and they're creating hundreds of new jobs to build the fiber. And uh, PomScope also announced an additional $47 million towards expanding its US fiber optic cable manufacturing, including its facility in Catawba. It says that facility is already the largest hybrid, uh, hybrid fiber coaxial facility for broadband networks in the world. It says this facility will produce a new rural fiber optic cable that is specifically designed for such areas. They're saying it's lighter, so they can transport more. It's also going to be faster and less expensive to install. Um, And now we move on to Jim. Jim, you had an interesting uh, climber chronicle this week.
3: Uh, Yeah, Leslie, we had, uh as much as we like to follow all the sturm and drang of economic news and, and what's going on business-wise in the tower industry, we like to focus occasionally on human interest stories and the people that that actually are out there building this stuff. And um, there's never a I've never had an uninteresting story uh, from anyone I've interviewed on this. Uh, this week was a woman named Nicole Cotter. And uh, she is the uh, CEO of TXN Wireless out of Cary, North Carolina. And uh, her story is really interesting because it started about a little over a decade ago in 2011. Uh, She had gotten out of college. Uh, She wasn't sure what she wanted to do, something in business, but uh, she knew she was very business-minded. And a friend of hers invited her onto a tower site she knew nothing about towers and they said, we just need someone to sit in the truck. Uh, so she sat in the truck, but she said before noon, she was out there uh, uh, drilling holes and steel and setting them up the tower to these guys. And uh, she, she said, by the end of the day, she was already um, thinking about the cost of employing them, the cost of the equipment they had. And um, it was already kind of doing the, the math as far as how she could make this work as a as a career and uh so uh you know that that's a pretty amazing drive uh from from this young woman who knew nothing about the tower business initially uh and she put it all together and uh now has a, a good good thriving uh contracting business in the in the tower space several crews and um you know, she's made it, you know, she, she knew from the ground up that she'd have to be able to do everything, including climbing. So she got her tower certs and and, uh, still maintains those to this day. Uh, She said she still kind of lets the other guys and she now has a woman working with her um, as a climber, she lets them do uh, most of the climbing, but uh, that doesn't stop her from getting involved in every aspect of it, whether it's, it's, uh, Helping just do the insulation on the ground or, or, or whatever it takes to to make it work. In fact, as CEO, she uh, she says that actually stands for Chief Everything Officer. So uh, she has a great attitude. Uh, she's cited you know a lot of a lot of mentors uh, in the business that whole time, and um, she's uh, you know looking forward to um, you know to, to obviously to, to to growing the business as well. So. Uh, I, uh, we asked her about, about this being obviously a male dominated industry. And, um, uh, she said, she's a very strong proponent of using the right person for the right job. But, uh, she said she has noticed and she's very thrilled about the fact that, uh, more and more, she's seeing that the right person for the right job turns out to be a woman. So, um, good on her, keep an eye on, on Nicole Cotter. Uh, she's, uh, she's terrific. And, uh, We'll be uh, we'll we'll be spotting other other people in the industry in uh, months. We, this is a monthly feature we do called Climber Chronicles, and uh, this we'll be we'll be targeting others. And I'm looking forward to other interesting stories along the way.
1: Jim, I'm curious, why did they want her to sit in the truck originally for safety purposes?
3: Uh good question. You know what? I, I actually didn't ask that. I think it was for. Per se. I don't know if she sort of went along kind of as a, as a date or, you know, just a guy said, this would be cool. If you know brought this girl out to the site and see, to, to see what we did, you know, see what the macho guys did climbing around or whatever. Um, <laughs> or, you know, just a maybe she, maybe she was the one who was supposed to go out for pizza or something and bring it back. But, uh, mm-hmm. I, I know it was not a, not a, uh, not in a, a, an important role certainly, but, um, she just uh, she just jumped in, started helping out, and and uh, now it's now it's history. TXN Wireless. Keep an eye on it.
1: All right, that's cool. So that's a wrap. Thank you all for listening to Inside Towers Week in Review, and for a complete rundown of all the week's stories, check out our Saturday edition. We will see you in a week.